0: Now, I ranked my quarterbacks earlier today that are remaining, and I've got Danny Jones ranked right ahead of Jalen Hurts. And nobody in Philadelphia likes no, that. Oh, they're mad at you. Oh, well.
1: They're mad at you. Oh,
0: well, they'll just have to get over like it. Daniel Jones has won a playoff game. Jalen That's right. Hans will someday win one. I don't know well, why. Wow, you say that, but there's never a guarantee in life, <laughs> as you know, Evan. Look, when you... go through his entire life being a great regular season quarterback that never quite gets over the hump. We, well, we also don't you know. You suck! Well, like, that doesn't mean he sucks,
1: Stu. It just we, means he can't win a playoff We also yet. don't know if he's healthy, which I think is the ultimate I question. He said he's not, right? No, no, he said he is. He said he's good to go, but that doesn't mean anything. Sure. Listen, I think there
0: could be a whole uh, little cat-and-mouse game going here, a little Listen, shy brother game as going on. there should be. I mean,
1: the Giants yeah. tried to do it last week with the availability of Adoree Jackson. But we all knew he was going to play, and there was a question of, okay, Adoree's going to play. What is he? Adoree played great, yeah. Like he answered the questions well. And Jalen Hurts' case, and I wouldn't necessarily look at the play-calling Week 18 against the Giants because I think that was a cat-and-mouse game too, but we don't know... Are we witnessing the Jalen Hurts from Week 12 against the Packers? Or are we witnessing a compromised Jalen Hurts because of the shoulder issue? I'll do it better. I don't know that they know. I don't think they know I mean, either. I think clearly they
0: know that he's able to throw the ball well enough to play. That's obvious. He I'll played you, it last week.
1: And i give you another one. Lane Johnson's going to play. He confirmed it. He said, I'm good to go. And apparently it was reported incorrectly on what the injury was. It's a groin issue from his mouth. But... We don't know how effective he's going to be. I think it's a hernia
0: issue. He said it's right? a groin issue.
1: Because uh, originally they said lower abdomen, yeah. Which
0: I even said the day that the next day I hear on the show that that reeked to me of what they refer to as a sports hernia. Right. So it's like groin and up. Right. Uh, and if he tore that, and I don't know that he did, but if that's what the injury is, let me tell you something. You can do what he does, probably in relatively little pain, but as soon as you move, uh, like or take a step. Like, you could stand here, and you could be all upper body and block, and you'd probably be all right, and whatever they can do to numb it and give you some pain relief, but as soon as you're asked to now engage your guy and move your legs, because I had a – not that I compare myself to an that I don't, but at least I can speak to, you know, what that feels like, and I don't know how a guy, if he does have a hernia – I don't know
1: how he possibly can do that. That's why he's going to play. He's a tough guy, and he's been tremendous when he does play. But sometimes you play in playoff games because it's the playoffs, and I think we all respect that. That's right. But it doesn't mean they're going to be at full strength. Like We don't know. Is this going to be the same Lane Johnson who, when he plays, doesn't allow sacks or pressure? I don't know. That's the question. It's the same thing with Jalen Hurts. Like They're going to play. We get that. Yeah. But even the Eagle fan has to wonder, am I getting the guy yeah. who was an MVP consideration five weeks ago?
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know how you possibly can, but maybe he's a very quick healer. You know, the Eagles rightfully so should keep as much of that under wraps as possible. And much like the Giants are going to keep the Ojolari situation under wraps as much as possible. Because why give the other team anything? Now, now it's war. For lack of any better description. And,
1: and, and I also think that the Eagles aren't idiots. When they're playing the Giants Week 18, they understood, hey, there's a possibility We're gonna, our next game's going to be against them. may not be likely, but it's on the table. So you're not necessarily going to show them everything. No, I don't think the Eagles put out their real offensive I mean, game plan two weeks ago th- at all. Think about the Giant-Viking game on yeah. Christmas. Yeah. The New York Giants ran zero designed runs for Daniel Jones in that game. Zero. Look what happened on Sunday. Right, I mean, it was a, it was a different game plan. They unleashed Daniel Jones against Minnesota after not showing nearly as much three weeks earlier. You feel okay over there? I kicked the thing again. You Thought. kicked nothing. You just ripped ass. is what you did. I got this thing. Well, Stop doing it, dude. Oh, I feel good. I oh. mean, it's
0: disgusting. Oh, yeah. Your ass is like an instrument. Yeah.
1: Sorry, man. I mean, what is that? I ain't a lot this morning. I'm spoil. sure that
0: can't be good for the things that are keeping this studio, which is poorly built uh, together.
1: I think I broke it, actually. Oh, shocker. Sorry. Shocker, but
0: you really have put on the LBs, buddy. <laughs> I, why did you put that picture of yourself out th- yeah, earlier today or yesterday? What are you talking about? There's a picture of you kind of like lounging. I assume you put it out. I didn't put it out. Well, yeah, you better You better call uh, Twitter and get them to take it down. Right? I put the picture out? Yeah. On I my account? I think you did. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Or maybe a guy put it out and just tagged you and me on it. Oh, that's probably. And there was no caption. It was self-evident that I'm fat. Well, I felt bad for I've it. I've lost three pounds in the last week and a half. I think I'm making progress. That's progress? That's that's how you went to peanuts the bathroom once. and water, once. man. I've been doing a good job. By the way, next break,
1: I'm going to lose three and a half pounds. <laughs> oh, you don't to eat peanuts. That's All I know is that yesterday, and I, I was told this by uh, a highfalutin guy at Odyssey. He said he was watching the show on SNY. Okay, and He saw, thought it was interesting. I'm eating unsalted peanuts while you're just destroying ice cream. Ice cream, yeah. Like you have no care in the world. You're just pummeling that ice cream. And I'm at least showing a little bit of care by eating some unsalted peanuts. In fact, you know, when people come to visit, you think they bring ice cream.
0: But you're not, everybody thinks that (laughs) way. Some guys just show up unannounced, and all they do is bring a a box of suits. (laughs) Some guys show up, but they come with sandwiches and ice cream. I don't know what the world's coming to. But I know uh, nobody showed up today with sandwiches and ice cream. I know that. I don't even want a sandwich and eat a sandwich. But if there were a pint of mint chocolate chip in front of me, I'm not saying I wouldn't eat it in celebration the of guy, the Giants Eagles game. And
1: this is the guy who's got the audacity to make fun of my
0: weight? Dude, I'm I need down. ice
1: cream. I need sandwiches. Give me ice cream. I'm Give seven me pounds
0: away from my fighting weight. Not- I just keep going. I don't know how I do it. Uh, I just keep going in the right direction. The more raw fish eat, the more you go to the bathroom is what I've learned. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I might have mercury poisoning now, too, Uh, which I also think is probably good for weight loss. Oh, is it? Yeah. (laughs) I have vertigo as a result, but it seems like I'm losing weight rapidly. (laughs) Or I'm dying. One or the other. One or the other. Certainly on the table. Here's uh, Jimmy and Elmont. Jimmy, what's going on, kiddo? Well, good afternoon. Pleasure to be back on with you guys. Thank you very much. How are you? I'm not too bad. I have an idea. If you've seen the movie A Clockwork Orange, you ever see that? Yeah, but say it's a 50 yes. year old movie. These the guys have no idea what it is. But you would know it. So I was thinking, yes. right, if you could picture in your head the bowler hat, the underwear, have yeah. Chris in it, be Craig Dummy, put okay. the Philly shirt on it, and he does a Clockwork Orange on the
1: Dummy baseball oh, So we just torture to the, dummy. the we torture the, the dummy. dummy. <laughs> I was
0: thinking, actually, if you want to kick it up, do we uh, do we tape his eyes open <laughs> so they can't close them while we shock we can him? Do that. A lot. We actually could do if you want. We could do this scene if you know it. I'm singing in the rain scene. That might have to be a disclaimable for that one. Yeah, was, it's but a very so very. You, uh, war. I know you never saw it, Evan, but it is a it's a cult classic. From no joke, yeah, fifty years like. ago, uh, like London-based, I think, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, and is like. one of the most warped movies you could ever possibly see, and like people. Blue People rave about it like right. it was like so so different for the for the era. So
1: we want to torture Dummy Carton wearing Philadelphia stuff is essentially the idea. I, yeah. I
0: mean, it sounds to me like that's what he's going for: dress Dummy Carton up like an Eagle fan or a Philly fan, mm-hmm. and yeah, you, know, you like have
1: a bus. You hit know why them. it makes a lot of sense though because yeah. you Tazen. have <laughs> this inner love for Philadelphia that's odd, and so since Dummy Carton is almost like an alter ego, it's perfect to let the dummy represent the inner you. That's a, that's a mischaracterization. I don't have this secret
0: or not so secret love for Philly.
1: You're married into a Philly I'm family? I'm married
0: into a Philadelphia family, and I respect certain Philadelphia. Aiding and abetting the enemy. I understand. Now, much like uh, your father, I did business with Philadelphia, uh, <laughs> but I never trusted Philadelphia. <laughs> I respected Philadelphia, I did business with Philadelphia. But I never trusted Philadelphia, and for the second time today, I'm giving you Godfather pearls, and you people look at me like I'm talking a different language. No, I knew and you I were mean, making like, some movie reference. It's so fascinating sure. to me. I did a Waltz International reference this morning. I got 19 people looking at me like, "What's he talking about?" Waltz International, and he was perfect for that part. But I'll never get that part.
1: Does that um, not say
0: something about you more than it is the people around you? Yeah, that you guys have no. You went to uh, see House Party 12 yes, for LeBron James, and it was but never saw Godfather. I, I got, saw Godfather. Yeah, I got I just the reference. Don't remember it. What do you
2: want me to do? Write it on a piece of paper and jump up and down. I got the reference.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. You should acknowledge the reference. Yeah. Good reference. Please, thank you. Acknowledge him. Acknowledge him. And I'll, acknowledge do you a him yes. Big I'll do Mac. You a better. You have not seen that TV show, The Offer, have you? which is about the making of The Godfather. I have, yes. If you haven't seen that, you are, I mean, I don't know what you're doing at home at night. You did see it. Yeah. That was awesome.
2: Yeah, remember when he went there, when the main character went to Philadelphia with his father and his father got mistaken for Bruce Springsteen, you didn't know who the main character was in that show. Remember?
0: Yes. Yes. Yes, but that wasn't his father. As no. we learned later, It was. as I also confirmed, it was not his father. Well, well he was there. With it, was, his, it was. not. I it, mean, was both it was his father, his father and it was Bruce not Bruce Springsteen. Correct. And then it was Bruce Springsteen Correct. and his father. Correct. Right. We kind of ran the gamut on that. Yes. Yeah. That's what's we'll Philly for you, right? And what the hell's Bruce Springsteen? Yeah, I don't know. What's you the boss know, uh, doing there? Going to a random baseball game by himself, I think. Like you not with anybody? Yeah, I don't know what the deal was, but that uh, maybe he's a baseball fan. He just loves baseball so much he wants to go to a game. Or maybe it was the he place a place to base. He's, he's like, a, he got his tour coming up this summer. Maybe that a, was
2: it. I, I don't know what part, it, other than just like knowing he's
1: from Jersey. Is he from South Jersey? Is it possible he's a Philly fan? No, but it, it, it runs actually him. it goes back to something I said to you yesterday that you didn't believe, which is that when you get to these bigger games. There are celebrities. who and want to be at an event. just want to be at an yeah, event. No, the that. Phillies in the World Series is an event. The Eagles in the NFC Divisional game yeah. is an event. That's why you guys talk up the link like it's, oh, my God, it's going to be so intimidating. Yeah, there'll be some intimidating guys there. But for the most part, it's going to be the hootie tootie. I need to be in the place to oh, be. Yeah. Those are That's, the people that are filling yeah, up a lot don't, of that stadium. Don't,
2: don't worry about getting beat up at Philadelphia because Mike Trout might be there.
1: Like, stop
2: it. No, the what lower bowl about? is
1: filled with a lot of rich, this-is-the-place-to-be celebrities. You guys can deny it all you want, but There's that's what sports are. I it think, stop the I more than a handful, rather sir. than telling us what you think to be
0: factual uh, and talking such smack... I will expect you to be at that game wearing a Giants jersey with your son and uh, telling us how and what an amazingly positive experience <laughs> I considered you it. had in the parking lots at eight fifteen at night. Look, you... walking into that building, Craig. Craig, I wish you the best of luck. Craig, it's nice working Craig, with you. Craig, I think Big Mac would admit
1: this. Yeah, Fenway today is not the Fenway of 15 years ago. Do you agree with that? Yes. Okay. Okay, So let's start there. A lot of these sports venues, because of how high-priced they are and how famous the franchise has gone to another level since winning titles, the clientele is not the same as what you remember from 1990. By the way, I accept that. That's a reality. But Philadelphia
0: is still special.
1: Oh, God. And By the way, I give them
0: credit for that that as much as we have evolved as a society and technology is better and this is better and that's better, they're still living in 1976 and I have to have nothing but respect for them. That's, that. that's not true They've though. never changed who they that's are. That's not true. It is Just true. Just
1: because you see a couple of viral videos of schmucks climbing off okay. flagpoles and gluing their tongue to it doesn't mean that's 80,000 people at Lincoln Financial. Okay. It's sure. not the reality anymore. You guys are afraid of the boogeyman. Okay. The boogeyman doesn't exist anymore. Alright, tough guy. Okay. All right. All right. I
0: will expect you to be at that Sixers games. I play. have. I
1: went. Yeah. Game two, I was cursing yeah. out Joel Embiid at the top yeah. of my lungs, and all people did was glance at me. Yeah. Because it ain't the same clientele yeah. anymore. You were wearing a Brooklyn Nets jersey. At yes, I wore my net stuff, of course. And I you were did. hanging
0: out in the parking lot pregame, uh, just, you know, milling around, saying, I mean, Hi, walked everybody. Through the parking everybody. I'm a
1: Brooklyn Nets fan. No, but what I remember oh. is when Embiid put that dirty foul on Jared Allen, I stood up yeah. and I cursed him out. Nice. And guess what? Not a response. So you're challenging Philly, Philly fans uh, to uh, to prove to you I'm not challenging that anybody. they're tough guys. I'm describing the reality. I'm <laughs> describing the boots on the ground <laughs> in Philly. Yeah. It's not the same. Like those people that you're describing, they're at bars. They what. exist. They're not filling up the stadiums anymore okay. because of the prices and because of the fact that it's filled with people that just want to be there. Look at Bruce Springsteen at the World Series. Eighty
0: thousand seats, Evan. Yes, I'm aware. Sixty-five thousand people. Who are the, uh, you smell wrong. Let's go. 65,000. Because you're outnumbered. Stop. And there's a lot of people that they don't mind fighting when they're a part of the mob. Stop. And I don't mean, you know, the Italian mob. I mean, the mob, like a big group of people, and they take advantage of a smaller group of people. That's all it is. Do you think that
1: mob is spending
0: $1,500 a ticket? I think they probably, if I may answer, I believe they save their bar mitzvah money for moments (laughs) like this. Yes.
1: I mean, I'm looking at the prices. If you're lower bowl at the link, you think those hooligans you just mentioned are buying tickets? I think those hooligans are seasoned ticket holders who are not
0: selling those tickets. I think there are people going to be in the parking lot who aren't even going to the game hoping they see a New York license plate so they can toss the car when you're at the game. <laughs> yeah, which I've seen happen. And I love Philadelphia people. They're kind people. I have respect for them, which is why I get a pass whenever I go there because I'm beloved. <laughs> I'm beloved. <laughs> You're beloved. You ranked Daniel Jones ahead of Jalen Hurts. Well, I, I mean, gotta keep it real, think you your Come belovedness on. in Philadelphia. I got you. The Philadelphia, you can't be that sensitive over a silly, silly ranking. Dude, they're sensitive I mean, about. I give me a break. I ranked know, a, one guy over another guy. Is it's going to end Craig, your day? You know what a lot of people what? are sensitive
1: about in Philadelphia? Yeah. Nikola Jokic over Joel Embiid. I'm not even kidding you. Now, in the grand scheme of things, what the hell does that mean? I agree, it means nothing, right? This sensitive about Jokic over Embiid. Are you new to Philadelphia? This sensitive I little. I lived in Philly. I what? worked in Philly. I know Philly better than anybody. By okay. the way, I'm
0: getting a note from a dear friend of mine, a dear, dear friend of mine. You may know him as Nicholas, one of the great restaurateurs in the entire state of New Jersey. Hey, Craigie, I gave Vinny two pints of rainbow cookie ice cream to bring up to you. Did he eat them? Because I never heard you say if you liked it or not, (laughs) Vinny. What happened to my ice cream? Because I never got it.
1: I plead the fifth. (laughs)
0: it's a lot of pleading going Uh, on here. You plead the fifth. (laughs) What are you? Where's my ice cream? (laughs) Nicholas just said he gave you two pints of his homemade uh, ice cream. He's got uh, an ice cream chain. Yeah, the rainbow. No, the rainbow cookie. Which I'm in love with. Rainbow cookies. How much I'd like to have Nicholas's rainbow cookie ice cream. You ate it? I ate it all. Chub Rock. My apologies. Yeah, not too, accepted. it was too good to bring it up, so I ate it all, but you I'll bring it next time. you. Blame
1: someone for eating rainbow cookie ice cream. I mean I almost like it. It was
0: it was it, it's like taking a loaf of bread home and not like taking crack, the, it, crack, it, off crack a a piece. it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just can't do it. Sorry. Yeah, so I just I, I mean, you're something special. Yeah. I don't understand. That's I don't what my mother
1: it. always told me. Yeah,
0: you are. Your mom, your mom, your <laughs> Only mom, my mother. Your, your mom and your wife told <laughs> yeah. you. are well, Maybe special. not my wife. <laughs> <laughs> All right, 877-337-6666. Um, I may have to go down to Nichols's and invent my own ice cream since Vinny didn't bring me my rainbow cookie ice cream. That's what I'm going to have to do.
1: It's Carton and Roberts on The Fan. WFAN, WFAN-FM, and WFAN.com.
0: Giants, Eagles. Of course, last night... Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott got the proverbial monkeys off their backs, and now you got the hate's got to stop. As much as we may uh, enjoy the Dallas Cowboys' demise and year after year them not getting the job done, the crazy rhetoric about Mike McCarthy's job security and Dak Prescott's inability prior to yesterday to win a big spot or a playoff game on the road has to come to an end much like we give Daniel Jones all the credit he deserves mm-hmm. for what he did against Minnesota, and Brian Dable the credit he deserves you know, for turning this thing around so quickly, you got to acknowledge that Mike McCarthy's a damn good NFL coach. And
1: even if they lose next week, they will have lost to what appears to be a much better team. I mean, the San Francisco 49ers They're a juggernaut loaded. right now, yeah. But that won't stop what you just said. If the no, Dallas if Cowboys lose next week, it'll be I guess there's Sean ways Payton. of
0: losing, right? Like... You have Dak throws three picks and gets outplayed by Purdy, right. yeah. or
1: if there's some kind yeah. of bad coaching decision that yeah. leads to a loss.
0: But there we are. It's he might be in part. Listen, I get it. You coach the Dallas Cowboys and you only quote unquote something that we would die for have the one title with the combination of Brett Favre now and Rogers. And to me, it's like, man, a lot of guys don't have that one. Drew Brees, excuse me, Sean Payne's only got one. But the we look at McCarthy differently. And it's just frankly not right. I don't
1: understand the difference between the way Mike McCarthy is viewed and the way that Sean Payton is viewed. Because their records are the same. That's an apples-to-apples look to question, well, why is one guy the hottest free agent coaching candidate out there and the other guy is a buffoon? At least he's talked about that way. I mean, Mike McCarthy's had how many double-digit win seasons in his career? Well, how about
0: just the last two in a row? How about right, that? Right. Now, his first year in Dallas wasn't good. He, was little, he owns that. I have been dead. But guess what? 24-10 and 10 in the last two, and now you have the coveted road playoff win, by the way, against Tom Brady. Right. Because that's the only reason people thought Tampa had a chance, right?
1: Yeah. Because Tampa Dak, stunk all year. And Dak, after two three-and-outs to start the game, was electric. He was fantastic. Rushes for a touchdown, I will tell you this. four touchdown passes. He was great for a guy who has
0: to go to bed really early every night. Now, when you put on a football game that you're really dying to watch as much of possible as knowing I can't step to the end of the game, obviously, and I got to watch it the next morning, which I hate doing. When those first four possessions ended, I looked over on the couch to Lucky and I go, "Come on, man." He goes, "What? Well, what did I do?" I mean, I'm just talking out loud. Not a single first down. Yes. Four three and outs. They both looked horrendous. It looked like the defenses were five steps ahead. I think the first
1: four or five passes were all incomplete. And I'm like,
0: you got to be kidding me. This is a game I'm going to try to step to watch as much as possible. Um, Oh, my
1: Lord. You get a touchdown of Dalton Schultz. And then my favorite part of the game after Dallas drives. Tampa Bay marches down the field. Brady makes this insane Mahomes-like double pump fake, shovel pass to Chris Godwin, and it's like, oh, my God, Tom Brady's 28 years old. And then two plays later, he throws a brutal Zach Wilsonian a Daniel Jonesian from two years ago, interception in the red zone, his first red zone turnover as a Buccaneer, boo-hoo. By the
0: way, uh, you know— I never heard them acknowledge that he was clearly trying to throw the ball away. Was he? I mean, maybe not. Was he? It seemed like he was. But, uh, yeah, and listen, you know, I also thought, I'm sure you did too, for a brief moment in time, that when the Cowboys kept missing those extra points, you were like, at least I said, you know, every Tampa win this year, you could point to something stupid that happened on the other side. Where a coach made a bad play, a turnover, a referee's call—something happened yeah. that opened up that door, a little crevice—and to their credit, they took that little opening and they smashed right through that door. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me! But after the second miss extra point, mm-hmm. I'm like, this is going to bite them in the ass. That twelve yeah, nothing is going to be fourteen twelve. I, I, I
1: thought Didn't you feel that way. Sort of. I got to be honest. After the first miss, that was, and it was 6-0, and now Brady's marching down the field, and he converts on a couple of third downs. Yes, I'm with you. Like, oh, my God, this is going to kill him. Once he threw that through that interception, and then Dallas converted again and marched down the field, convert on a bunch of third downs, including the fourth down. At 12 nothing. even after the missed extra point, I said, this team can't play with them. Like, they're going to kill them. They may six them to death because they won't put up a seventh point, but I just don't think Tampa can stick with them. So I wasn't as overly concerned as you and others because I just think the Cowboys are a lot better. I think the Buccaneers stink. We saw it all year long. They can't run the football. They can't protect the quarterback. Their defense is mediocre. Their head coach is not a head coach. And so, no. I just thought they were going to get their ass kicked. Yeah, I mean, I did
0: say the Cowboys could beat them by 30, but when they missed the extra points, I'm like, that's the opening. And then, of course, Brady throws that
1: first The opening and was that, that. The opening was he's about to respond immediately. He's going to score and take the lead. When right. he throws that interception occurs, the opening's gone, dude. Because they couldn't stop him. And they gave up on the run immediately. Yeah, They basically said, all right, we can't run the football. Let's let the 50-year-old throw the ball 65 times. Which is absolutely crazy. He threw 66 passes in the NFL playoff
0: game. Yeah. He's 45 years old. It's absurd. Because they gave up
1: on their run game like they have all year in the second half.
0: And and you had before the game, you had Leonard Fournette rocking the playoff Lenny shirt like he's Big Shot Bob in the NBA. And everyone's playing, oh, here comes Leonard Fournette, who's got a great, obviously, resume. Mm -hmm. You know, postseason games, especially the Super Bowl run, when he came back to the team, wasn't even on the team early on. And I'm like, boy, they're playing lip service to something that ain't going to happen because I know Todd Bowles. You know Todd Bowles? Yeah. The first opportunity to cave, he's going to cave. Dude. And that's exactly what he is. Now they're th- saying that Byron Leford is getting fired. Well,
1: you want to blow the whole thing up? I understand that because the quarterback's gone. Dude, when you're down 12-0 and you have a fourth and three from midfield with the greatest quarterback in the history of the sport on the field and you decide to punt fire him, get rid of the whole staff. That is such a loser mentality. And I'm used to that loser mentality. But, Craig, when Todd did that with my team, he didn't have Tom Brady. Right. 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 He had Josh McCowan. Yeah, by the way. He uh, had Sam Darnold as a youngin. Like, you can't do that. The rep- but they're a bad team. They're a bad team Sorry. all year. Sorry.
0: No, it's okay. The reports out there that Byron Which it depends who you read and who you want to believe, the One report is that he's going to be fired uh, today. The other report is that he is asked out of his contract with Tampa. Either way, everybody has him going right to Pittsburgh mm-hmm. to be the Steelers' new offensive coordinator. Um, so Dude,
1: I'd, h- I'd hire Byron Lefwich. Like, let's not forget. Yeah, he's had legitimate success. Yeah, I mean, even before Tom got there in 2019, Jameis Winston was turning the ball over a lot, but they scored points. Like let's not forget that I I was very high on Byron Leftwich a few years ago as a head coach, so I understand why he wants to leave because of the uncertainty with the franchise and the fact that he's probably a new head coach
0: who's probably going to bring his own people in. And Tom Brady's not coming back, so if you have a chance to join Mike Tomlin's staff, just that I don't care who's on that roster, Mike Tomlin. Is yeah. as good a coach and competent a coach as you got. I would take him on 100%. the Jets staff. I, I would, I, by the way. I think he's so a really good offensive mind. The Steelers uh, let go Matt Canada, who was their offensive coordinator this past year. And uh, everyone is saying, whether you believe he got asked, he asked out, or he got fired, it don't matter. It looks like he's a lock to go to Pittsburgh. mm so there you go. And it, did I read that correctly, that the New York Jets are considering the Patriots' tight end coach? Yeah. As one of the uh, candidates for offensive coordinator? They
1: need a guy with play-calling experience. That
0: ain't going to make anybody happy. No. I can tell you, not, not, he's not competent and knows what he's doing. There's not a Jet fan alive that
1: wants uh, the New England Patriots' tight end coach well, I don't, to be our new OC. I don't want a guy being elevated from tight end coach. I want a guy who's called plays before. That's what I want. I mean, perfect world, yeah. With some level of success. Yes. Does that guy exist? I also want Lamar Jackson because now Lamar has clearly made it uh, clear with his Twitter Instagram. Instagram. And Instagram things that he wants out. And that's fine. I'll be at the front of that line.
0: Let's go. By the way, a lot of the things he said in that Instagram post, I have said to Spike. So I do believe that uh, he's (laughs) making it very clear where where he stands. (laughs) By the way, where's Spike? You guys told me he was here. I don't see him. And then yesterday, you told me, oh, I just missed him. Like, what's going on? You think that? he's avoiding you or something? I oh, heard he's in a big meeting with Dove.
1: High level meeting, High upper level management. High level meeting
0: with Dove. Probably going over promos. Why is Dove like in charge of all you guys? Is that the hierarchy around this place? Maybe in his mind, Dove's mind, he is. Yeah, but he's <laughs> that button, so he's not. <laughs> not really. So you don't answer to Dove. I you answer can't to come you. in and go, why'd you play that commercial at 320?
2: No. Got it. Well, I but mean, I don't. He would do He has do that, a seniority but... over you. Yeah, he yeah. says
0: things to Chris, and Chris ignores him. Basically. Got it. Got it. So you've no respect I don't, for him. I, I, that's zero ridiculous. Respect. Zero. I
2: don't. That's nonsense. I don't ignore Dove. I, mean, I respect do you Dove. Don't, do you respect I, him? Of course,
1: I, I respect. I hope so, Dove. guys. Been here a long time. I don't know how Loogie just said he doesn't respect him. That's i He's been here since the beginning. That was very disrespectful. Shock jockey
0: of you, there, yeah. Thomas. No, on. I was I not say
1: No, Chris doesn't respect. No, no, no. That's not what you said. You said you don't respect him, and Chris said, "No, I do." No, no. He tried to say, "I don't respect him." of course I do.
0: I mean, you do, you don't. I'm just asking. I do. I'm not trying I to listen. start trouble. You no, said you no. don't. You say you do. And I'm confused. Well, I mean,
2: listen, I don't know. I haven't been told he's my boss, per se, but he's been yeah. here for a long time, and we talk about things, and he'll... You talk about things like job-related things? Yes. Like, why'd
0: you push that button so no, slowly? No, not so much that. That type of thing? No. Why'd you play back-to-back commercials with the same voice on Things like that. Separate Uh, car spots. Be
2: aware of that. I heard that yesterday.
0: Things like that. Dove (laughs) is a good reminder. (laughs) To make
2: the place better. Dove is absolutely. Dove always has the best interest of the station. So Tommy's trying to start a
0: trouble between you and Dove.
2: I, I, yeah, I mean, it's kind of the thing where we, you know, throw each yeah. other under the bus. That's what we do here on the show. I don't know why
0: we do, why we can't just all be brothers and well, get along yeah, I and think uh, support created an each an at- other and root for each other to do well.
2: I think you've created an atmosphere of such.
0: I well, <laughs> it's your fault. Yeah. How am I the bad guy? <laughs> well, I just along I, with
2: everybody. Well, you've created an atmosphere of, you know... Did you ever see Batman? Which yeah. one? With um, uh, Heath Ledger as Joker, the second of Batman. Yeah. Yes. The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight. Yeah. You know that scene where... He takes over that that guy's gang and he's got the two guys left after he killed off the rest of them and he yeah, breaks the like, pool cue in, in half yeah. and throws one shard on the on the ground and says, We're having tryouts. Right. That's kinda how I feel like you've created an atmosphere around here. It's just like at any moment yeah. it's gonna kill or be killed, be the funny, not be the funny. Get the other guy, not get the guy, and Got so it. that's kind of what happens every once in a while. So he so, thought he had an opportunity. So, somehow I'm responsible. <laughs> he thought he had the opportunity Pretty to pick up. Around here, okay. he, he thought he had an opportunity to pick up the cue q- q- stick and jam it in my heart and make me a bad guy who doesn't respect Ove, and he went for it. Has I, I, he I done it. that by taking your bridge show? Like, what more can I, he do? He took te- a shot, is what you say. <laughs> right. sure. no, no, the bridge no, shows
0: saying. another one. Yeah, he's out to get me. <laughs> Eight seven There's seven. There's really no doubt about it. Three three seven sixty six sixty six. I wish we lived in a world where coworkers merely supported one another and built each other up. In radio, that just doesn't happen. It's, as you say, everyone get their own. Last man standing wins. <laughs> that, that, that's all there is to it. And it's all yeah. your fault. And Apparently, somehow it's all my fault. You, yes. <laughs> yeah, by the way, Tom Cruise was at the game last night. He probably will not be at the Philadelphia Giant game because he would have to go to Philly to be there. Robertson, Jersey on the fan. Robert, what's up, buddy?
1: Hey. I don't know what world Evan lives in. You know, maybe it's this bougie world that, you know, the rich get into. But nothing in Philadelphia is good. I went to an afternoon Phillies game with my two young kids at the time. It was a businessman special. It was nothing but drunkards. And they were throwing every Met fan out because, as the security guy said, it's easier to throw the Met fan out than to throw all these trucks out because we can't get rid of them. Got it. They multiply all
0: <laughs> of the- Well, look, Evan understands the part, the prospect of what might happen and what I've discussed because he's been around. I've he, been
1: to many a Philly game, and believe this it or is not. is different. Eagles is different. No, no. I mean, Saturday night's different. I, but I'm responding to our last yeah. caller who went to a Philly game. Yeah. Like, I'm just cool conversing enough, yeah, about yeah, that. Go ahead, I've man. been to many a Philly game, and I've always sat upstairs. Like, I'm not even kidding you. I don't sit in, like, bougie seats because they're expensive. I'd rather not. And I very rarely have an issue with these people. Yeah. So I've always learned in going to Philadelphia and other cities, and I do agree the Eagle game can be very different. Especially at nighttime. Is if you stay relatively quiet and calm, you're not going to
0: have a problem. Well, do you think people view you and see you as, you know, what, the redhead guy? Not like a little off- (laughs) <laughs> like, you know... I use that
1: to my advantage, apparently. I, I think
0: you do. Like, you're not intimidating. No, but you're I You're not going to be a loudmouth on your way out of the stadium. I think, look,
1: I don't know if our last call is a good example of it because I believe him when he says he went with his young kids. For the most part, if you get into trouble in Philly or Boston... You sort of did something to bring attention to yourself. Sure. And my advice, and I've been to a lot of road it's ball. Not block. to wear a Giants shirt. No, I didn't say that. Room. I did not say that. Oh, that's my it's advice. just don't
0: get up and scream and bring attention. And to yourself. And don't like put your finger in someone's face and go, "Oh, how you like me right. now?" Right. And the other thing is, Cause somebody will tell you how they like you.
1: That's true. The other thing is, attack and cheer for your own team. Don't go after them. Yeah. If Jalen Hurts throws a pick. What I would advise is not to stand up and say, loser, loser, overrated, MVP fraud. Like, don't do that. Yeah. That's not. Now, Daniel Jones runs for a touchdown. You want to put your guy
0: over. Different story. Still, I wouldn't get up and uh, throw it in anyone's face. Listen, a Saturday night in Philadelphia, and I would say the same thing if it were here. If I was on the radio in Philadelphia and the Saturday night game was at MetLife Stadium, I would encourage Philadelphians... Don't be jackasses and go to that game. Cause we do the same thing. We have all day to get tanked. But I and also check the weather, by the way. Yeah. You know, by game time, of course, it'll be high thirties, but that's Bobby.
1: No, it's a nice day. It is not gonna but, be like 10 below or nothing. But I also think where you're sitting does matter. Like our last caller's right. To if a you're a point sitting it does, in yeah. the lower bowl where right now tickets on Ticketmaster or Stellbubble, wherever you look, is looking at like eight hundred dollars a ticket. I don't think it's going to be a war zone. Now, if you're sitting all the way upstairs, yeah. yeah it's a sure. different clientele. I admit that. So a lot of it depends on where you're sitting if you go to the game. Plus,
0: uh, I'm also talking about the parking lot. The parking lot's a problem after the game. If the
1: I would say this.
0: Put your the, head down and walk to your car. If the New York Giants beat the Philadelphia Eagles, take off your giant gear, put your head down, walk to the car, and celebrate inside the car. That's fair <laughs> advice, Evan. <laughs> you got to give me that. By the way, did you happen to see last night during the broadcast that Peyton Manning said the notion of halftime adjustments is crap
1: yeah i saw that, that going he has around he's never
0: once in his life been given a halftime adjustment right uh he goes in you go to the bathroom you have a couple bananas or whatever you're eating you put your stuff back on and two minutes later you're kind of back out the door right there's, there's two ways to handle that a I, you believe him right or b maybe because he was uncoachable <laughs> <laughs> like maybe he, maybe he's one of those guys the coach wanted to talk to, but he was like, "No, I got." this.
1: And you know what was interesting about that? There was an NFL player, Hall of Famer, who responded and said, "That's you know that's right. not that's not true with me." And he's the exact opposite of Peyton Manning. He's an overachiever. He's a guy who got there as a disrespected, this guy will never turn into anything kind of guy. Right. And that guy was Kurt Warner. And ah. Kurt Warner was like, "No, that that stuff does happen." Right. So I agree. I took the same thing because I wasn't watching the Manning cast. I was watching the Buck aikman broadcast. For a game like this, I don't need the Manning cast. But I saw it very quickly yeah, yeah. at night. It went viral. It was all over the place. And to see other players react and question it did lead me to think what you were saying. Yeah, and I'm not is, sure the answer. I mean, Peyton, maybe, yeah. maybe this says a lot about you. Right.
0: Like maybe you are a pain in the ass. You were unapproachable during games. <laughs> maybe coaches later in your career when you already had the uh, the first title... Uh not intimidated by you, but you know, talking to you is useless because you were gonna do what you do. You basically were the OC on the field
1: anyway. But also we've seen halftime adjustments. It's not something we've all made up as fans. Like you can watch a game and see something different that causes a different result. Like that's not something we all tell ourselves as make believe. Yeah. Yeah, by the way, and and the coaches that are really good at
0: it are the really good coaches. Yeah, like Like, you do see teams change game plans. Based on a lack of or legitimate success I, in the first half,
1: I think we saw it on Sunday from from this head coach, from Brian Dable, from no. Wink Martindale. I think we saw it. Look at what Justin Jefferson was doing on the opening drive of this game. Look what he did after that. Look at O'Connell not making the adjustment of hey, maybe we should run the football. Maybe we should try to get back with running with Dalvin Cook against a run defense that at times has given up big chunks you know, of that's yards. A question:
0: If uh, if a local coach had a buy before a playoff game. And came out publicly and said, hey, uh, when, when asked, you know, where did you watch the game against the team that you're going to want to play against, right? And the set appears, Nick Seary was, was asked where he watched and what he experienced watching Giants-Vikings. So I'm going to flip the script on that. Mm-hmm. If one of the New York coaches was asked the question of, so how did you take in the game from last weekend— that decided who your opponent's going and to be. And this is very
1: difficult to imagine, my yeah. fellow New Yorkers, because yeah. first-round buys with our NFL yeah. teams is a very foreign concept, but it's actually true. If you finish with a good enough record in the NFL, this is true, believe it or not, Jet fans, Giant fans, you've had some experience. You may actually get to the playoffs and not play on wild now, card weekend. It's crazy. Bringing this up because I think we would have a problem with
0: it. What did he say? He said that they got Pizza Hut stuffed crust pizza and they sat in together, him and his all-off you know, coaching staff, and they watched the game. And I'm saying to myself, pizza? yeah, like if I'm a New Yorker and you told me, you know, that you had pizza and it wasn't from like, you know, uh, Prince Street you know, pizza, a little pepperoni square pie, or, you know, many of the other places in the area that are well-known for their family-run business of subs or it could be ravioli or whatever it is. And you went national chain... I got to raise my hand on oh, my that. That would hurt,
1: no doubt. I got to raise my hand. That would hurt any of Those these coaches. Problematic. You would hurt your New York credibility. Now yes. If
0: you're in, like Florin Park and you're like, oh, uh, there's a local deli, uh, we ordered in sandwiches. Perfect. I got them with you. If you're like, hey, uh, you know, I got Subway. I'm like, excuse me? Is Philly known for its pizza, though? Philly is not known for its pizza. It's got a couple decent pizza places. Uh, the one place that's most famous is on South Street called Lorenzo's. And they're only famous. It's drunk pizza. But do they take and that? it's like
1: three times the size of a normal slice. But do Philadelphians, would they take something like that personal? I know the we would. cheesesteak. Okay. So, so for it's... us,
0: pizza and bagels to us okay. is the cheesesteak to them. Yeah. If yes. Brian
1: Dable or, God forbid, Robert Sala said during a playoff bye week they were eating pizza hot right. stuffed crust You'd be like, pizza. You gotta, we got fire you. Yeah. We'd mock them and oh, possibly fire like them. Like if, yeah. if Robert Sala or yeah. Brian
0: Dable like, oh, I went to Einstein Bagels We'd fire you. That'd be a problem. Like if Nick Sirianni is like, "Oh, I got some frozen cheese steaks at Shoprite. We got to fire you." <laughs> yes, right? You didn't go to Pats or yo know, or you Wait, whatever. so since
1: but since you're a Philadelphia, Gino's. but since you're a Philadelphia expert, or, or and Jim's
0: you know, on South Street, or Ishka Bibbles for a nice chicken sandwich.
1: Since you know Philly so well, I yeah. they, would they take this personal? Since it's pizza, or are they not even? No, care? no, they'll let this one go. So then like Philadelphia. Right.
0: There's like three pizza places: Tacanelli's in Port Richmond. Which is a real blue-collar uh, part of uh, downtown. There's a place Lorenzo's on South Street. That's right
1: about it. So they wouldn't even give a rat's they're not, ass. They're not pizza people. We would take this personal. Yes, because well, yes. we're pizza people. Yeah, but Dable's too smart for that, too. He wouldn't fall for that. Yeah, we're pizza people. Like, Dable, even if they had Pizza Hut, would know, I can't say that publicly, we right. ordered exactly. something else. Like exactly. I now, ordered Luigi, you told me it's yeah. right
0: around the facility and you didn't bring in from the big city, I get that. That's fair. That's acceptable. Like if there's a place, like if you're in Middletown, oh, I went to Tolarcio's, that's acceptable. All good, right? Or if you ordered in from, like, Gabriella's, all right, perfect though. all good. Or you went to Nicholas's and go, give me the burger,
1: I love the burger,
0: you're all good. But if you're like, I got Subway, <laughs> sorry, that's a problem. It's fireable it, offense. It would hurt. Yeah, 877-337-6666. But you know what's
1: more fireable for Nick Sirianni than the wrong pizza? Losing to the New York Giants after you were a 14 win team. I got this weird that would feeling. Be I got, a I got to tell
0: you, I got a weird feeling about this game. I am convincing myself that the Giants can win this
1: game. I think they can. And I don't like, like the way that feels. But what's making you think that
0: though? Because like the Eagles are the number one seed, right? And that that means something. Like to their credit, yeah. they deserve it. They've been the best team in the NFC. It's not even up for debate. Uh, other than San Francisco's late run. But the Eagles already clinched more or less you know everything, right? Right. But I got to tell you, the Eagles lost two out of their last three. And I watched every play in that game like you did when the New York Giants had their third stringers and they're playing against the first string starters for the Eagles. Granted, no Lane Johnson in that game, and he is going to try to play in this game. And I do think that is a big deal. They didn't run the ball well. I think they ran for 70 yards max, whatever it was. And the Eagles did not look well, right. They haven't
1: looked like Am the Philadelphia. Something? No, no, they haven't looked like the Philadelphia Eagles since they destroyed the Giants back in mid-December when they pummeled them. And I remember during that game, watching that game, you were probably thinking the same thing. Giants can't play with this team. I thought so it was going to be a 30-3 to but, blowout. But what's so crazy is we're a month after the fact, and yeah. the Eagles are different, but so are the Giants. Xavier yeah. McKinney is now playing again. Adoree Jackson is now playing again. Daniel Jones has been a different guy since the Washington game. Like, the Giants feel completely different. And the Eagles, mainly because of health, because yeah. of the Hurts injury, because of the Lane Johnson injury, they don't feel like the same team. Because two weeks after that, or the week after that, they struggled against the Bears. That's when Hurts got hurt. They gave up 40 points to Dallas. Yep. They couldn't score against New Orleans. And, yeah, they struggled against the third-string Giant team. So it's all about recency bias. And that's why I said this to you yesterday, and I really feel it. It feels like a reverse 08. Where the Giants were the premier team most of the season and everything changed for a different reason, Plaxico Burris. And the Eagles got hot late. Got hot late. And it's the exact opposite with this, where the Eagles were clearly the best team 14 weeks into the year. No one's going to argue that. But everything feels different. This feels like a reverse 2008. And if that's the case, then the Giant fan is going to have a very fun Saturday night. And Sunday's going to be awesome. If you win Saturday
0: night, just the whole weekend's awesome.